You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Episode 90 of the Short Shift Podcast. Throwing it back a little bit. I've got Andrew Johnson here with me. I am Thomas Nystrom. Andrew, how are you feeling, man? Uh, Let's let's jump right into the big story of the week. Former captain, arguably one of the this generation's best Bruins or most important Bruins. Zdeno Chara calls it a career at age 45. Signs one day with the Boston Bruins, as we suspected he would, but wasn't sure. But retires with the B on his chest. Bittersweet? Little bit, but it's the ending that he, that we deserve, that he deserved, rather. It's the ending that I wanted. I wanted him to, I, last, I wanted him to retire Bruin, um, like you said, in 2019 with uh, Bucket. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was the, I thought that would have been the perfect time. Um, you can't tell anybody when it's time for them to call a career, but I will say that seeing that press conference and just listening to him just speak with such reverence and to see everyone just not a, not a bad word among the bunch, you know, just a genuine human being who just happened to be an absolute legend on the ice and from all accounts, an even better person off of it. Mm-hmm. His teammates are just, his teammates just showering him with so much respect and praise and love. And the one day contract is very symbolic. Um, and usually I'm not one to get like emotional, emotional about stuff, stuff like that, but I have to admit, I got a little bit emotional just watching just the outpouring of the all the outpouring to Zidane Jara. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think it was the ending that he definitely deserved. He said he had been home. He had been away from home too long the last two years and just wanted to come home. Yeah, I think that was the perfect that was the perfect send off message to give. No, Absolutely. Look, I mean, we're not going to dance around the fact that the last couple of years that he was in Boston was it was frustrating at times. Uh, his minutes needed to go down because his ability went down, but he was still a huge presence on the ice, a huge presence in that locker room, a huge presence in the community. Any any bad words or negative comments about Char the last couple of years is pretty much expunged at this point. Uh, it's over and done with ultimately even even as recently as last week or the week before whenever i was talking about it uh it's it's time it's certainly time everybody knows it's time obviously chara does as well but seeing it actually happen seeing the emotion in his face and just looking at a man who knows that he doesn't have anything left to give 
to a sport uh and to a lesser extent a, a town uh he doesn't have anything left to give uh and and, and this this sport is his passion this sport is all he knows now he's he's moving on to a different stage in his life and i'm sure he's he's going to succeed at whatever he does next and i do hope that some of it is involved with the bruins community itself but it it is a weird thing to see somebody stepping away from something that they love and we've seen it before but it, it hit me a different way because let's all come to terms with this anybody our age uh or just obviously younger uh they don't know the boston bruins without chara until the last year or two they don't know the boston bruins to raise a cup without chara there are so many iconic images of this man uh and and 95 percent of them are in a boston bruins uniform so it is fitting that he finishes there uh and his number will go in the rafters i don't know if they're going to rush it and do it this year or if they're going to give it a little bit of breathing room or, or what the next step is obviously this is very fresh uh, and my guess is he's going to kind of step a little bit away because he wants i, I would assume he would want uh everyone to kind of focus on the next this this next team the the 22 23 team uh, a lot of different things about this team obviously the coach uh, the potential that this is Bergeron's last year. I don't think Chara wants to take anything away from that. So it'll be interesting to see what his involvement is in a public uh, forum uh, relating to the Bruins. But yeah, I mean, my I guess my final images of Chara is seeing a, a, a very tall, slender man uh, looking a little bit deflated, but but I think proud. There's pride. This is a man that is full of pride and it's it's sad it's 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 it is sad to see him go it is time it was time but um for people who don't know for people who are maybe a little bit younger and don't know the gravity or don't they they'll, they know the gravity but they they never got like a first-hand account of it mm -hmm. one of the most lasting things that i that i will take from chara's time here is that chara when chara got here it was the same free agent class as mark savard his second year here, he made it's his second year here. They went from one of the worst teams in the Eastern Conference to making the playoffs as an eighth seed, and they played the Montreal Canadiens. Now imagine this scenario. Game six, 2008, one of the, the, the game that brought back the hockey in Boston, and I will hear no argument otherwise. Game day tickets were $20. That's how much apathy there was still in this town in, in this town for this team mm -hmm. and having someone like chara come in and culture accountability leadership and it just went top down and just and it just cascaded into this amazing bit of success that this franchise has had for the last 15 years yep it wouldn't have happened without him it wouldn't have happened with 100 would not have happened without him that was one of my most loud, the, the, when you understand that a game six elimination game against the Montreal Canadiens at Boston, balcony tickets were going for $20. Like that was the, that was the demand or how much the public at large cared at that point. Yeah. And then Chara made it into, made it, Chara helped make this a hockey town again. That mm -hmm. is my most, that, that is the most lasting image I will ever, I will have of the man.
he helped instill what made this a hockey town again. And I could never thank him enough for that. Yep. Could you even in this moment, think of a bigger free agent signing that Boston has ever had? The only one that comes close is the one in the same exact class. And that was Mark Savard. Mm -hmm. Other than that, free agency. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Not really. And even to say Mark Savard is the closest, that's the, a mile the gap away. between the gap yeah. between Savard and Char is pretty large. Let's be yeah. up. I love Savvy, but oh, 100%. But let's be real. Yeah. One of one of the biggest free agent signings and still to this day, uh, to, as you've just said, this franchise altering player, franchise altering free agent pickup. And this this organization has been better for it. Uh, there's certainly disappointment, at least for me, uh, to have seen him bounce around these last couple of years, uh, not getting <sighs> finding playing time in other towns, I guess. Uh, it, so that's a bummer. And I think for that reason, the uh, the one day contract means a lot more to me than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. uh, just because he did it with a B behind him on the banner. When definitely. he said, when he said all these things, so it had definitely. a lot more impact for me. Yeah, definitely hit me a lot harder than I th than I thought it would than any one day contract I've ever seen has. Uh, before we get off the topic, I do want to uh, go to one voicemail that we did get uh, from David, uh, just about Chara, and also leading into uh, some other interesting retirement announcements. But here's David. What's going on, boys? Uh, it's David. Twitter handle is DavidK46. Just saw the news that V's hanging him up. I'm not surprised. Um, I know, I think a few episodes ago, y'all were talking about how 2019 was your last year that you saw V as a player, um, just based on how long he'd been playing and just injuries and everything. Um, and I, I do agree to that extent. Anything after 19, kind of felt like a wash. He slowed down a lot and just wanted to play more minutes that weren't given to him since bounced around teams, which sucks, but whatever. Um, I'm happy he signed a one-day contract. I, I deep down knew he was going to do it. I didn't have any second thoughts on it. Just a matter of it actually happening. P.K. Subban, Keith Yandel, both retired as well. Not surprised. Um, I know they were slowing down Yandel's Basically ancient at this point. Uh, same thing with Subban. Definitely slowed down. Um, and I know he was working more towards the uh, commentary side of things. I know he's working with ESPN a little bit during the playoffs, I think, with ESPN. Um, so, not surprised, but I mean, three longtime players retiring now. Uh, that's all. Just wanted to share my thoughts on it. Uh, hope you'll have a good day. Go bees. Yeah, so I mean, David pretty much echoing basically what we're saying here. Uh, not surprised that that Z hung it up, but it's still it, it's it's interesting. It's it's interesting to see because it was it still means something. Uh, and and as he said, like he called uh, attention to us talking about the fact that after 19, uh, it it's forgettable. Mm -hmm. um, but he did touch on two other players retiring. Yandel doesn't interest me at all. 
he was he's done minus 47 last year for a mess Flyers. complete mess he had he had that like one last heyday when they were fucking him over and then he <laughs> he had a couple of good games what was it two years ago that that happened yep that yep. was that was kind of his last tip of the cap and after that it's just he's not newsworthy uh great career i'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from him i would have loved him uh in a bees uniform seven eight years ago uh definitely could have used it in uh better one of the better most underrated pure offensive defensemen yeah. of the 2010s for yep. sure absolutely was a little bit surprised by PK Subban retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still in his early 30s. I want to say he's 33 or 34. So a little bit caught off guard by, by that. I thought somebody would give him an, a one, maybe a two year if he was lucky. Uh, but I mean, this speaks to maybe there wasn't as much interest as he thought there was. And maybe his media offers are just a little bit better. I feel like he was very, um, his a comment in his retirement speech was very telling. He said, I, I'm not a hockey player. I'm a person who happens to play hockey, mm-hmm. which for me kind of tells me that there was sort of, there was, there was his, his, his focus was divided and yeah. he's very good at, he's very good at what he does. He's a very, as a, as a player, strictly as a player going to speak here, hated him, hated him. Absolutely fucking hate him and loved Tatum too, especially when he was on the Habs. As a media personality, dude's really good at it. He's really good at it. So, um, just like Chara, uh, moving on to other interests in his life, I think PK is still is still young enough where that where he's going into a marketable position where he can thrive and you know what? Good for him. I mean, he probably, he probably got a PT. He probably got a couple PTOs. He probably, I, I, I can't imagine he didn't get any PTO offers, you know, but hated him, hated him on the Habs. Thought he was just such a little pissant, but you know what? He was effective at what he did. He was, he had a good career. He really did. Uh, Last couple of years haven't been incredible. Uh, his game has slowed down a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, like you said, there's, he's more than just a hockey player. You do have to give him credit for what he does off the ice, his charity work, uh, just the things that he gets involved in. Uh, a lot of credit to him. So I do feel very good about what he may accomplish uh, now with his star, basically, uh, and use his fame. Uh, and continue to do excellent work in whatever community he decides to do. He got traded away from Montreal and was still doing things for Montreal hospitals. Uh, he donated an entire year's salary to the Children's Hospital in Montreal. Yeah. Would would love to see anybody else do that. Yeah. Do I love him on the ice? No. No. <laughs> I, I, quite the opposite. Love However, to hate him. Yeah. However, there's a reason that we hated him. There's a reason a lot of people hate Marshawn, because he was good at what he was doing. But uh, moving on to other things, do you want to talk about training camp starting or prospects challenge ending? Let's do training camp starting. Let's do a beginning. Okay. Let's let's be happy about something. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat, one of the things that we talked about a little bit on in our text thread, uh, Monty's press conference 
one of the interesting things and really the only thing that really jumped out at me was he did say Zaboral is going to see first line defensive minutes. Initial thoughts on that, Andrew. Shock. Yeah. <laughs> I was fully prepared for a Lindholm, Carl, Riley Zaboral because Riley Zaboral was, was a pretty effective third yeah. pair last year. Yeah. And I still think we're going to see that at some point this season. Oh, um, well, we'll, we're going to see a lot of mixing and matching while mm. McAvoy is out. So, like these play, th- these pairs aren't static. Yeah. But what a shot of confidence for the kid, huh? Yeah. We're going to start you on the right side on the top pair with Hampus Lindholm. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm good with that. Um, if I'm if, if I'm Zaboral, I'm seizing this opportunity and I'm 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 going to do my best not to let it go because this is a this is a public declaration that this coach believes in you, believes in what you have. And can he do it? I think he can. I think he's got the skill. I think he's got the skill to hold his own. I don't think I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to like star. I don't think he's going to outshine Hampus Lindholm. No. None of that. But can he handle can he handle tougher assignments? I think I think he's got the skill and the wherewithal to do so. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What was your reaction? Uh, for for me, it's it was kind of two sided. One awesome vote of confidence. Love that for the kid. Build him up. Second, pairing with Lindholm offers him one thing: protection. Mm, very good. Put point. somebody next to arguably the best defender on the team. We saw it before with with McAvoy playing with the younger guys. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's 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 all about protection, too. So I think it's a win-win. If it blows up, it blows up. And there's plenty of other people to move around. So Absolutely. I'm fine with it. It did catch me off guard. I'm high on Zaboral. I like the kid. Mm-hmm. But uh, it did catch me off guard. But love Monty making a statement right off the bat. Absolutely. I was I was a huge fan of that. I was a huge... that That was... That was a huge vote of confidence and that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. You got to come in and don't be like torts where you come into the locker room and say, and just basically tell your franchise, what are you doing here? Be like, Hey, we'll build you up. We'll build you up. We'll build you up. It's nice. It's, 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 it's good. I like this. I like, I like the approach that Monty is taking with the team so far. But uh, moving on to the actual training camp, uh, anything that jumped out at you that you want to discuss? Well, it was just the only thing was testing and it was the Sweeney Sweeney uh, and Monty had press conferences. Mm-hmm. Sweeney didn't really say anything of note either, uh, other than that he echoed what Pasta said earlier yes. in yeah. the week where he said um, he wants to get a deal done with Pasta as soon as as soon as possible. Mm hmm. He didn't echo when Pasta said that he became a man in Boston, which opened up all sorts of questions for me. <laughs> but but um, it seems like everybody's on the same page when it comes to this contract negotiation, does it not? Yeah, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least internally for, for the Bruins. Obviously, yes, we want it, and that's what we have to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as it goes from Pasta, you can say you want it, but it's got to get done. Mm-hmm. So... You know, it's. I don't think Pasta is going to come out a year before his contract ends and say, "I, I don't know if this is where I'm going to be long term." Like you're not going to say that, but I do believe Pasta is a genuine person 
Uh, and if he says that he loves it in Boston, this is where I became a man, et cetera, et cetera. I, I think the, the, the vast majority of him, uh, thinking about this i think i think he's mentally he wants this to work we've just got to figure out the number 100 mm -hmm. and i think sweeney knows that too yeah and he said that we're going to continue to get to continue to negotiate and get into get to a good place with him so nothing's really changed in what they're saying but they're both saying the right things and there doesn't like there doesn't like appear to be any sort of any rift uh, there doesn't appear to be like any sort of rift where, you know, sometimes you can read between the lines, but there doesn't appear to be any of that here. Yeah. Yep. So that's good. That That's training camp started today. That's basically all that happened. Monty said Zaboro's going to start at the top and Sweeney said, I want, and we want to sign pasta and pasta wants to sign here too. Done and dusted. <laughs> now, before we start jumping into the prospect challenge, mm. I do have a phone call that I need to play. It is a challenge to us. Specifically, uh, this comes from Jack. What's up, short shift? This is Jack, or Jombie Pot, on the low qual discharge. Um, I have one simple challenge for you guys today. This is coming off the heels of the end of the prospect challenge. And I challenge you to analyze the performance of Reed Dick and Brandon Bussey without making a joke. I expect this to be two minutes or more. Thanks. Go Beast. Do I have to? Must I? <laughs> okay, uh, Zombie Pop. Jack, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that challenge, dude. Um, this seems hard. Oddly nope. enough. Yeah, <laughs> oddly enough. The, uh, it, even in the itinerary that Andrew put together. He couldn't get through it without making a fucking joke about it. Um, but it's, here's the thing. The, 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 um, the joke that I make is actual analysis of their play of how they look. But it, let's, let's put two minutes on the clock and, and let's go ahead and review their play. All right. Without, <laughs> without making any fucking jokes. All right. It's impossible. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm. But gonna we're gonna try. It. I'm gonna good get give it a good faith effort for you, Zombie Pot. You All ready? right, ready? Yep. Two minutes on the clock. Go. Boosie is too stiff. Ah, oh, fuck! <laughs> God damn it! Okay. All right. All right. Honest, I'm restarting. Honest it. try. Honest try. <laughs> okay. Ready? Go. Okay. The thing about Brandon Boosie that I'm not a huge fan of is the fact that he is all size. He doesn't have much in the way of athleticism. He can cover a lot of the net mm. and he can do the he can do the pinball flippers. He's very good at that. He made a very key save in the first prospect challenge game, made a very good kick save that led to a beacher goal. I mean, going the other way. He makes he does make key saves. He tends to lock down when the game gets close. I noticed that in both of his games. He locks down when the game gets close and gets more focused. Um, so I, my problem with Boosie is he's all size. He needs to work on his movement. He's too, he's too, oh God, don't make the joke. He's too, oh, fuck. He's Not rigid. Stiff. He's rigid. He's rigid. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Thomas. He's There's very not rigid. a lot of nuance to his game. And yes, he's in development. He's yeah. a prospect. There's yeah. a lot to be learned. And he's a uh, big dude. Him. He's six yeah. foot five. He's a yeah. big guy. Yep. Dick, on the other hand, is 
all limbs. He is very raw. He is mm-hmm. he is flailing. He is wicked athletic. He is super athletic, but he is he's he's gonna need some deep, deep, deep coaching for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But you can see that when when the lizard brain takes over, he has the athleticism to really like snag pucks out of the air or yep. make these make these outstanding windmill kick saves. But he'll give up some softies. Yeah. Um, that's, you, know what, and again, you know what he reminds me of a little bit who? stylistically, mm-hmm. or I guess like mentally, really. But mm-hmm. uh, Tim Thomas, he's kind of that ilk. You know what I mean? Yep, very except, except Tim Thomas was not an athlete. No, he not in the, and not in the way that Reed Dick looks like he may potentially be. So yeah. again, prospect, it's development. Yeah. Let's let's take a look and see what we get out of him. Yeah, but he, uh, yeah. yeah, Reed Dick was a six-round draft pick. Brandon Boosie was an undrafted free agent. You know, it's you're going to get what you're going to get out of these two. Yep. And overall, I thought they were okay. I, I, I thought Boosie was okay in the prospect challenge. I thought Dick was. Uh, left on an island an awful lot in his game yeah but he, he's he, that's that's it that's their play that's yeah, their play and, and, and i do think there was a level of overcompensating because the defense wasn't exactly gorgeous no at least uh, certainly not in the first game no i've got some i've got some uh i've got some thoughts on some uh, some uh defensive players there go ahead jump right but, into uh, it kai weissman you're 26 years old and you're playing against children what are you doing <laughs> I was so disappointed in watching in watching Kai Weissman play because I wanted to see a defensive Froden. I wanted to see this six foot four German horse come in and just throw fools. Did not get that. He's a very, very passive defender. And I think that was the one word that I kept coming up every time I watched him play. He's passive. He lets the play come to him. He doesn't attack. And that's not going to cut it, man. That's not going to cut it in the NHL. That might not even cut it in the AHL. I think he's got really good puck skills. I think he's got. I think he's got good physical tools, but the mental makeup's got to be something better. Mm-hmm. And I know you can't. I know you can't really get too hyped one way or the other on the prospect challenge. But when you are physically mature and you are facing children, you gotta try to at least separate yourself in some way. And he didn't. Mm-hmm. Who did separate themselves? At least, even if it's just from your opinion of that person going into the prospect challenge. Luke Toporowski. Yeah. I am fully prepared to hype this kid to the moon. <laughs> he is feisty. He is shoot first. He is fast. He is all over the place all the time. Um, he was the kid that we were talking about a few, a few months ago. Does this, does this guy move the needle? He, yeah. he was an AHL signing. He might get himself a, a two-way deal before the season's out. Don mm-hmm. Sweeney was effusive in his praise of him. Yep. So he likes the feistiness. He likes the stick to itiveness. Loves the shoot first mentality, and he got top line billing at the end of the end of the prospect challenge. They they bumped uh, Jacob Lauko and put him on the top line. He responded. He, he was. Very good. He was very good throughout the prospect challenge. Mm-hmm. And I know I just said two minutes ago, you can't hype or hype him up either way. Otherwise, but I'm ready to do that for this guy. He's, I think he can, I think he can be something. He still needs development. He's only 21 years old. He's coming off of um, playing six years in the WHL. His dad um, 
holds actually holds the WHL record for penalty minutes in a season with 504. I think he was a Hanson brother. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know, right? Kerry <laughs> Toporowski, shout out to him. Um, he stood out. Johnny Beecher looked looked fantastic all through. He's game. proving me wrong every single time. I, again, every a lot of people who listen to this, they know I'm a Michigan fan, and I've been probably more critical of Beecher than anybody else. And he is doing exactly the opposite of what I thought he would be doing right now. You saw a lot of games at Yoast, like mm-hmm. a, lo- a lot of you. You watch a lot of Michigan. Was this just an accident of talent where he was bumped down the line or did Michigan misuse him? Uh, I'm not really sure to be honest, but I do know that when he did get opportunities, he didn't do enough with those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden he's getting these opportunities. He's doing a lot with them and he's yes. doing a lot to impress a lot of people, including me. Yeah. I don't think he put, I think he pushes for a spot. I don't think he gets one. right Yeah. Off the bat. yeah I'll, I'll agree with that. He's, he's going he's gonna to have to have an amazing camp to do that. But he's, he's put a lot of people on notice. It's the speed. Dude lost 10, pound, 10 15 pounds in the offseason and got faster. Like, the, he, like one stride and he's gone. Like he he's, looks like somebody who's always willing to put the work in, and that's half the battle. Yep. So good for you, Beecher. You, you're, you're raising your stock. Yep. Uh, Lysel, awesome. At, as advertised yep quick that's i mean that's simple straightforward there as advertised is exactly what i would say yep quick shifty um i find it interesting that a lot of prospect uh prospect evaluators like to say that his effort is put into question i have never seen a game or a play i've never i've never seen a game where lee Sell has at least not gone into the teeth of the defense three or four times i don't know what how is that lacking effort i don't understand he did it constantly this weekend just driving through the middle of the ice. He maybe needs to use, use his teammates a little bit more, but I don't think effort is a question with him. So yeah, like I uh, loved, uh, loved what I saw out of Liesel. Merkulov is just fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> did you see? He was, he was your boy this summer and, and I'm right there with you now at this point, now that I'm really getting to see him. Yep. Did you see that shootout goal uh, on Monday yeah. that he did? Forehand, backhand, forehand, backhand, roof, pipe, and just no reaction. Yeah, just clean. <laughs> Baby assassin. Um, what are you thinking uh, about? What are you thinking about, Lauko? I'm out. I'm out, man. Like, yeah? someone got in his ear and told him to play a different way that's not his game. And I think and he's worse off for it. He got into, he got into a couple of scraps, um, including one in the, in the Devils game where he just absolutely just trucked this poor man's face, this poor boy's face and their boys, it's a poor boy's face. But I, I know he's feisty. I like the aggressiveness. I like the grit, the grittiness. That's a good element to add it to your game, but he's leaning too hard into that. And he's, it looks like he's regressing skill wise and using his skill in a game, in game situations. I don't know how much longer he has with us. I don't know. I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to be up after this, but, I'm, I'm really, I'm really, I'm not, I'm not on the Lauco trend. I know a lot of people are still holding that hope, but I'm not one of them. A couple more things we want to touch on. Uh, certainly one of the bigger things of the week for the NHL overall. Uh, Nathan McKinnon signs an eight year deal, 12, six annual, uh, annual uh, average value. Highest paid player in the NHL now. 
by a hundred thousand dollars. Fuck you, Connor McDavid. Yeah. Just, just a, a little F you right there for sure. <laughs> um, this doesn't, this doesn't really mean shit to me. Uh, obviously one of the immediate things that we started thinking about was what does this do to the pasta deal? Like, how does this change his money? I personally, I don't think it does. I really don't. Uh, pasta's not Nathan McKinnon. We love pasta, but we can't think that he's anywhere close to that cal- that caliber of a player. So I'm still kind of around the $10 or the uh, 10 million. I'll give him $10. Number. Yeah. We'll give him 10 bucks. Yeah. He can live off of that. You know, <laughs> um, I'm still, I'm still around 10 million a year. Uh, if it's anything less, it's a gift to the franchise. If it's anything more, maybe it has something to do with uh, larger contracts. But the fact that Nathan McKinnon signed this deal and it's only a hundred thousand dollars more than Connor McDavid thing or Connor McDavid's deal uh, speaks to a, a larger thing, and that is that money is not getting thrown around in the NHL right now. Mm-hmm. So right. this maybe maybe this even helps the Boston cause for offering him X amount of dollars. Isn't it kind of wild that the Colorado avalanche have the second best um, forward in the NHL and the best defenseman in the NHL right now on their same team. And there's, and they're Stanley cup champions and they're Stanley cup champions. And they're still loaded. That, 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 that little fucking factoid. Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're loaded. So funny. So fu- I, 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 first of all, I love the, the $100,000 fuck you. It's like, no, I'm going to, mm. I'm not, I'm the best player in the NHL. <laughs> I almost wish it was like 80 bucks. Yeah. Right. You know well, what I mean? Point oh 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 eight. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. I, I did have that thought. I will admit I had that thought that, um, McKinnon's deal kind of will kind of up the value because, you know, the market get the market regularly gets set rising tide lifts all boats and all that. But you guys kind of talked me, you and you and Ian, Ian from the, from across the pond kind of talked me off the ledge a little bit about that. Um, I hope JP Barry uh, feels the same way uh, that you do. He probably does. He probably knows. He, he knows that pasta is a tier. Pasta is a firm tier below Nathan McKinnon. A lot of people are a lot of tears below Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. So I think I literally think, 99.9% of the players in the NHL are a tier below him. Yeah. For fucking real. Um, just he deserves it. He deserves, he deserves the deal. Nathan McKinnon is worth that contract. Mm-hmm. You could almost make the argument. He's underpaid <laughs> almost, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to affect it too much. I think it, I think it may bump it a little bit, but not in any measurable way. All told, I'll agree with that. And I don't I don't know if uh, if we have any other closing thoughts on that. But it, do you want to throw out a dollar amount prediction? Since I did, as far as the pasta deal gets done, I'll say 10 if, if it's if it's Boston. I'll you know say ten I mean? point. I'll say ten point five. Ten five. He's, he's okay. still. He's still. He still takes a slight discount as what he, I, I think on the open market, he gets 11 easy. Okay. Um, so I, th- I think that's totally fair. Takes a bit of, I still think he takes a bit of a discount, but I don't think it, I I'm far beyond uh, the cheeky, him being cheeky and going eight for 8.88. Like I yeah. thought, he, like I wished he would. <laughs> yeah. But nah, he's, he's going to get, he's going to get double, double digits and he's going to deserve it. Yep. So. I'm with that. 
uh, before we get out of here, I do want to shout out our buddy Zach Taranko, uh, getting a gig with the Maine Mariners media team. Uh, so shout out to Zach. That's really fucking awesome. And I know you'll kill it. One of the OGs, one of the OG fans. That's right. We love you, kid. Uh, and we've got a little uh, get well soon for Dom Tiano. Yeah. He um, had a uh, had a heart procedure a few days back. And um, he seems to be he seems to be doing OK. But, you know, when you get when you uh, get a shunt put in, that's pretty scary. So yeah. get well soon, Dom. Yeah. Get your strength back, brother. We want to hear you again. So yeah, for real. One of the one of the best, if not the best, independent prospect evaluators you'll see, yep. you'll ever hear from. Very knowledgeable, knows his shit, and you you I, I I could I could listen to him talk hockey for hours. So get well soon, dumb. That's right. Uh, that'll pretty much do it for this episode of the Short Shift Podcast, Mister Ian is reportedly back in the United States as of tonight. Mm. So we'll let him settle in for a couple of days and he will be back on next week's episode. Next week's episode will be episode 91 and it will be the official start of the third season of the Short Shift Podcast. Let's go. Let's fucking go. Does that mean season preview? I'm thinking it might. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. You got any closing thoughts? Um, Ian, I've been kidding. You're not fired. (laughs) (laughs) That works for me. Go bees. Go bees. Later, brother. Just to reunite and suffocate And I decide to watch